Okay, you guys, let me ask you a question. Do you struggle to get your weddings featured? Are your wedding submissions constantly being rejected from your dream publications? Does the thought of creating your own submission completely overwhelm you? Well, this is exactly why I created Submission Support, to help wedding photographers and planners just like you. Inside our monthly email membership community is where you'll learn what makes a good submission, how to start thinking like an editor, how to curate your images, and how to submit your next wedding all on your own. I've helped dozens of photographers and planners get featured, and now I get to help you directly in your inbox every month. To learn more, visit submissionsupport.twgna.com and join today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the creator of Submission Support, our monthly membership to help you curate and submit your next wedding. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. Today, I'm chatting with Laura Batoyo from B Squared Social all about how wedding photographers can use reels to grow their business. Laura shares her marketing strategy advice tips, and must-dos on how wedding professionals can use reels in different ways to grow their audience, their reach, and increase into their inboxes. A little bit about Laura before we get started is that she is a social media expert who teaches entrepreneurs how to use Instagram reels to grow their business. She's helped thousands of people from artists and photographers to CEOs and surgeons connect with their ideal audience via reels and convert them into lifelong customers. Laura is also the founder of The Reels Report, where members receive four easy-to-create reels each week directly into their inboxes. I'm so excited that she's here, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to today's episode. So let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Laura, can you say hi to everybody? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am such a, I love your work. I love Reels Report. I'm so excited to pick your brain. I feel like I know you, even though I don't know you, (laughs) but you've been such a a help for Tea with Janae and uh, I'm so excited that you said yes and thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we could do this. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about how wedding photographers can use reels to grow their business. I feel like there's so much happening with reels and it's changing all the time and that we can get like overwhelmed with what we can actually do. Um, So that's why I'm really excited you're here to help us figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, totally agree. There's always new features as well. There's new ways to use reels. Um, So yeah, it can be very overwhelming, but I'm here to help today. (laughs) I love it. I love it. But before we get started, let's introduce you to our listeners. Can you tell everybody a little bit about you, your company and how you got started? Absolutely. So hi, everyone. My name is Laura Batoyu. I'm the founder of B Squared Social. And I kind of got started on this journey by accident. I was working as a restaurant manager and they had no social media presence. So I took it upon myself to, you know, create an Instagram account and create content for that. So I would come in on my days off and stage photo shoots, write captions, schedule content. And we started getting um, customers that would come in and be like, oh, who's doing your social? And, you know, there were a lot of them were small business owners and they wanted to pick my brain about social media for their business. 
Um, and it kind of grew from there. So I ended up leaving that job, had um, like a full roster of social media management clients. And then in 2020, when Reels got rolled out, um, I found that a lot of my clients did not how to like did not know how to use Reels, didn't know how to like create video content. So I shifted my focus over to Reels, and then I ended up going um, like completely in the direction of Reels and letting go of my management clients and focusing more on um, my membership and like group programs where people can learn how to use Reels for their business. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's how. Well, that's how I found you through Manu, who's been a guest yeah. on the show from your social team. I'm a member of her um, membership for Template Club. And then I was a member of the Reels Report because she recommended you. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Like no one else is doing this and it's so helpful. And it's just, you know, it's just, it was so innovative at the time. And I can't, I didn't realize that Reels is only three years old. It feels like it's been around forever. I know it like feels like forever, but also when I think about it, I'm like, I feel like they just rolled out stories on Instagram as well. So it's like, (laughs) it's one of those things where I'm like, oh yeah, this has been a while around for a little while, but like not as long as we think. I know it's funny. And I remember when stories was released, I don't know, maybe like seven years ago or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is so stupid. Like who is going to do this? (laughs) And now I'm obsessed with stories. I've like eaten my own words and I, I feel the same way with reels. And I actually, ju- I feel like I personally jumped on the Reels bandwagon pretty early, like when it first launched. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I like it a lot, you know, but I feel like as a wedding photographer, I have like a love hate with it. So, totally. you know, let, let's, you know, let's jump in, let's get started. So, you know, like Reels, they're obviously here to stay. <laughs> yeah. So I love to know, like, as of, you know, 2023, you know, what do you think is happening with Reels on Instagram? You know, are, yeah. are they as important as photos? I feel like things are just changing. Like what's happening? I honestly think reels are more important than photos and not just reels. I think video content in general is going to be more important than photos if they aren't already to the average consumer. Um, the stats and the numbers behind video content are like mind blowing. The average person is consuming. I think it's like 19 hours of video per week on their phone. Oh, wow. And Yeah. And people are twice as likely to share um, a reel or a video over any other type of content. So I think it is more important than photos. I would love to see like if someone's actually measured this with people. Um, But definitely, I think reels are the medium of the future. And there's something everyone needs to focus on. And and when I say reels, I do mean, you know, video content in general. Yeah. Um, In terms of like what's going on with reels, I think they're going through an evolution, which makes sense. I mean, it's been almost three years Um, So I think it's important to just keep trying new things and to think outside the box. Um, So trying different formats, different styles of reels, um, you know, trending. I love doing trends. I love hopping on the trends, but we are seeing that people are, you know, getting bored of that more quickly. So it's important that you are putting your own twist on reels, paying a little bit of extra attention to that copy and that on-screen text that you're writing to make sure it is ultra relatable to your audience and then experimenting with different types of reels as well. Yeah. I feel like it's hard though. Like, how do you know what kind of reel you should use? Like I feel for myself, I I made a decision like for, as a wedding photographer, I would only do like behind the scenes stuff, right? Like I didn't want to do funny reels for my brand and stuff like that. But for TWHNA, I am obsessed with funny reels and I love making them and the response is so great. So I don't know, like, do you think there's a difference, like how you present yourself in a reel um, you know, with your business versus personal? Totally. I mean, it also comes down to like your brand tone of voice and like how you want to come across. 
So for like really luxury high-end brands, like maybe a funny, like trending lip sync reel isn't going to fit your brand. Um, But like you said, for the personal brand that is meant to be a little more approachable down to earth, those type of reels absolutely make sense. So I think it really depends on your brand tone of voice. It's the same with any other type of content, right? Like we kind of put reels in their own category, but it is just another form of content. So like if you wouldn't use like a meme in your content, then you're probably not going to want to use like a bit of a cheeky lip syncing reel. Right. Totally. Yeah. I I agree. (laughs) Yeah. They're not for everyone, but like, and that's kind of the thing that I try to push with the reels report is like the content that I like to source and that I find as trends are usually like funny and like a little bit lighthearted. Sometimes they're a little bit cheeky. Um, so that depends on the brand. Like it's not going to be for every brand to create that type of content, but we do know that humor is something that people are really likely to share. And that's why I love to use humor in my content. I mean, it's more fun for me to create funny content, Yeah, but people are also like, they like to share that type of content too. Yeah, definitely. I feel like when I make a funny reel, people are like, this is so great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. About it. Um, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's really fun to make because I I like send them to my friends and I'm like, I am hysterical. I hope you like it too. <laughs> <laughs> like I had so yes. much fun making this. But yeah. you know, I think people would think that it's easy for us as a wedding photographer uh yeah. to make reels, you know, like uh, but it's hard. I feel like it's hard because we're so focused on photos that totally. having that behind the scenes or video content can seem like a task. You know, how, yeah. how do you like make it? How would you suggest making it easier? Yeah. You know, for wedding photographers, I think that reels are a really great way to, uh, you know, stand out and show potential clients what you stand for and what makes you different. We really want to be positioning ourselves as like a trusted insider especially as a wedding photographer, because there's so many options. I got married four years ago. And that was like one of the hardest things was like, which wedding photographer am I going to work with? And, you know, it's really easy to see their photos that are beautiful. Like I can tell that any of the 10 photographers I would have picked, all of their photos would have been amazing. But there's more to it than just the end result. You want to know that the photographer you're working with is like in your corner. They're going to have your back. They're going to be fun to work with on the day. Um, And that's something you can showcase through your reels. So it's not just about showing the end result. People also want to see the personality and like the vibe behind that account or behind that, those end results of the photos as well. So, um, you know, I've seen wedding photographers do like their favorite venues in certain areas. Like that's a great way to get people's, you know, they're kind of like those, those cogs turning and thinking like, oh, this person, this photographer you know, they've shot in multiple venues. They know where to get the best shots. They don't know where to get the best looks. Um, and there's there's so many options you can do as a wedding photographer. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I feel like I get stuck all the time. So this is very yeah. helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you think, you know, once we sort of figure out what we like or what we want to produce via Reels, you know, do you think it can help our business? You know, how can we like grow our audiences? Like, is that the main goal or is it getting clients? So this is a really good question and it comes down to like what your bandwidth is at the end of the day and what your capacity is. I think there are a few routes that wedding photographers can pursue. Um, You know, maybe you just want to book out your services and like, you know, have your, your next two years booked with clients, or maybe you want to go down the route of like educating other wedding photographers. Um, So it really depends on what your goals are. If you are, you know, a wedding photographer looking to shoot weddings, you don't need to have a huge audience. You just need to book out. I mean, there's 52 weeks in a year. We're assuming you're booking out every weekend or maybe not every weekend. Um, But maybe you just want to book 40 clients for the year. 
And that can be really doable with a small audience. So it's not always the size of the audience that matters. It's more about how you're using that audience. And that's why, you know, we can use reels to drive people to our mailing list, drive them to our DMs, um, to book a call with us to get a consult. It's not just about growing that audience. It's also about like using that audience effectively, regardless of the size. So, you know, ending every reel with a call to action and making it really clear how people can take that next step is really important. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you like call to actions are really important? Like, you know, DM me for details or contact for more. Like, do you, are there things that maybe we're doing as wedding photographers that we could be doing better? Like, are there things that we could be improving? Or is there anything you've noticed that you're like, oh man, they should really just like change this? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, one thing that I think wedding photographers could use to their advantage is like kind of leaning into FOMO. And it's not like in a sleazy way because you you actually they will have they will miss out if they don't book you by a certain time, right? It's just because your calendar is going to fill up. Mm-hmm. So I think you know using that in your marketing and saying like I have like three weekends left for 2023 or um, select dates left for 2024, like reminding people that there is like almost like a deadline to work with you. Yeah, um, that can kind of get the ball rolling as well. So I think being really clear and really specific in those calls to action can be helpful with that too. Oh yeah. I like the FOMO one. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I want to be careful when I use FOMO in my marketing because I want it to be like an actual deadline and not an arbitrary like day that I've plucked out of thin air to put pressure on people. But like with wedding photographers, like you actually have a really legitimate deadline. Like you cannot work with everyone. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what you were saying before, like booking out every what every weekend. I don't, hopefully photographers are not doing that because we'll just yeah. burn out and die and like, this, no, yeah. no more wedding photographers. But you know, if you have, let's say 20, 10 to 20 to maybe 30 weekends, and yeah. then you're at your 20, you could be like, okay, 10 spots left for next year. That could be a great reel. You know, like, yeah. you're like I, you know, I'm being serious. Like I've got five more left. Don't wait. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It's really good. So are there things that maybe... I always like to ask this question because I'm like, don't be negative. Like I'm not being negative. What <laughs> should we avoid? You know, because I don't want to make a mistake. You know, is there, are there things that we should not do? Is there like a no, no with the real? Yeah. I mean, there are so many, I think the biggest one that jumps to mind that I see all the time is using watermarks or having watermarks on your content. Mm-hmm. So if you're editing your reel in InShot or CapCut or on TikTok and then putting it over onto Instagram, you really need to make sure you do not have that watermark. Instagram has said that they're not going to recommend um, watermarked content. And that's like such an easy fix that when I see a watermark, I'm like, no, like, why are you doing this to your content? So that would be like the number one easiest thing you can fix. Um, Another thing that I think is a big no-no is like blindly following the trends. Like you'll see someone else do something and you use the exact same copy, use the same format, the same song. um, And it it doesn't look good. It just looks like you are following someone else's trend. You're not, you know, making your own claim to the the trend or your own stake in the ground. Um, so I'm not a big fan of when I see that. Um, and then little things that I see all the time is like not being aware of those safety zones on reels. So I'll like go to read a reel, but I can't read the text or the copy because they've put it where um, the closed captions are. And then I can't see what they've written and I'll just scroll away because I'm like, I don't even know how to read this. So little things like that. um, And then like really basic ones, like cleaning the lens of your camera before you record. I mean, as photographers, like (laughs) 
yeah, that should be like second nature. But I see all the time someone will record a reel and I'm like, oh, you did not wipe your phone before you recorded this. Um, so that's such a simple one. I know that's a good one. I feel like I do that all the time. Uh, I wipe my lens, the front and the back. And people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm cleaning my lens. It's got so yes. much look on it. And you get yeah. those glares in there. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want any of that. So yeah. Yeah. What do you think about filters? Like, do you, or I know green screen is really popular. Mm -hmm. I feel like green screen could be a great thing for wedding photographers too, like talking about a venue or like a spot you like and showing, you know, um, why you like it. But what do you think about like face filters and stuff like that? Is it, is it too AI or, or is it, should we just be ourselves? I think it depends. Like there is a fine line. Like sometimes I don't feel super comfortable on stories without a filter. Maybe I have no makeup on or I have like a huge zit. Um, (laughs) So of course I'm going to put a filter on if that's like the only way I'm going to show up. Generally, I'm not a fan of like the ones that distort your features and make you look like a different person. But there are some like subtle ones you can use that make your skin look a little more airbrushed or your cheeks a little rosy. Like I think those are fine. We want people to like be able to connect with you and recognize you. Um, So whenever there's a filter that like completely changes your appearance, I'm not a big fan of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I like the like light skin one. Sometimes if I don't want to put on makeup, it's, it's definitely a, it helps you save time, make a (laughs) real. Yes, I agree completely. (laughs) So, you know, I love to know when, how do we, what would you think is a good amount of posting? Like, you know, people listen are going to listen to this and they're like, well, I don't have any reels or I post once a month or once a week. Like, what do you think is like a good balance between, I mean, wedding photographers are photos, but also creating these reels. Like, what do you think is a good amount of posting? Yeah, I think three to four reels a week is really doable if you kind of work backwards and you know, like what you're going to do for each one. So one of them could be kind of like those montage style reels where it's like photos set to like music and they change the beat of the song. Like those are so easy to make an Instagram, especially because they have the template library. And as a wedding photographer, I'm sure you have like endless, endless photos that you could use for that. So, you know, making one of those a week, then maybe you do one green screen a week where you're highlighting a different venue or a trend you're seeing or like some like a a tip about weddings that you share and then you know for the third one it could be um like a behind the scenes like you talked about doing or it could be like a funny lip syncing one where you're making fun of a relatable moment that newly engaged couples will face when they're you know planning their wedding like making that strategy for yourself and having a theme behind each one will make it really easy to stick to that number each week so yeah i say three to four is kind of a good number to aim for yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. I feel like I never have enough time to do to do it all, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you have a good help or good resources, um, you know, and like the reels report, I feel like is like perfect for this because you literally take all that guesswork out of it. Yeah. For people. Like let's talk Absolutely. about let's talk about like your favorite resources, and we can talk about reels report in there too. Like, what are your favorite apps? Like, how do you like to edit? Like, tell us all the good stuff that we can use. Yeah, absolutely. So my most used app for editing is Instagram. I think it's just easier to edit in the app instead of toggling between multiple apps. With that being said, if I am doing a more advanced edit, like I'm doing a transition or I'm doing like a clone effect, I will use CapCut or InShot. Um, Those two are really great and really user-friendly. And then I always recommend everyone has a good ring light with a tripod 
Um, and if you get one with a Bluetooth remote, even better because you can like set yourself up and then use the remote to actually start recording. So those are probably my favorites. Um, I like to use the scheduling tool within Instagram to schedule my reels as well. And then I'm a big fan of using Flick, um, F-L-I-C-K for hashtag research. And that just cuts out so much time when it comes to, you know, spending hours and hours of researching hashtags and seeing what's working and what's not working. Oh, that's interesting. So do you put, you put hashtags with your reels? I do. Yeah. I try to do all 30 all the time. Sometimes my captions are too long and I'll put them in the comment section. Um, but my preference is to have them in the comments or in the caption. Oh, that's awesome. So hashtags still work. So people are still using those. Yeah. People are still using them. It's funny when people are like, hashtags don't work. And then I will like go into my dashboard and I can like see which hashtags I ranked on, how long I ranked, what position I was in. And like how many people found me from hashtags. I'm like, I'm going to keep using them. Like they're working for me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I use them all the time too. I think I only put maybe a couple in my reels. So, ma- so yeah. maybe I'll change that. That'll be something else for me to do. That'd be good. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about reels report. Um, it's kind of, yeah, just tell us about it a little bit. And then yeah. I can sort of share my own experience. Cause I, I was a member. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So I actually started the Reels report um, because my social media management clients were struggling with creating Reels. So what I was doing is I was going onto Instagram, researching a bunch of different trends, and then I would explain each trend for my client, give them different hook ideas and have them record them. And one of my friends said to me, like, this should be a membership. Like people would pay for this. You're creating the content anyway, like make it available to everyone. Um, So that was kind of the origin story of the Reels report. Obviously it's evolved a bit since then because it's been a few years. Um, But what we do is we research from all of our Instagram and TikTok, different trends and how you can use them for your business. So we give you four ahead of the trend audios each week. Um, We give you three hook ideas per business type. So you get three for product-based, three for service-based, but you get like everyone gets those. And then we also explain like the origin behind the trend. So you know, like the context, you're not just blindly following everything. And then we also give you um, the timing if there's specific timing for breaking it down. And then we also give everyone the lyrics. So again, you know exactly what it is that you're lip syncing or what it is that you're like miming to in the background. Oh, wow. It's really like expanded since I was a member. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're always like surveying people to see like what they want and what they need. So that's those are coming kind of some of the things that we um, pulled out of the surveys. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. When I was a member, uh, I was a member for I think a year or so. And I just loved it because it would come in my inbox every month or every week. And then I would, you know, do one or two and I was like, oh, that was so easy. And then, you know, just growing that sort of confidence also in reels, because I feel like once you do it once, you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. And you keep doing it and doing it. Oh, this is so easy. And it's so fun because you're literally telling us what to do. (laughs) Yeah. That's the feedback we get. Like we like to do quarterly surveys and the biggest increase we see for everyone is their confidence. They're like, I had never made a reel before. And now I can make like three a week without even blinking. So increased confidence is like one of the biggest things we hear from our members. Oh, I love that. I love that. And then when you make your reel, like, do you think people should do them all at once or break them out? So I think this depends really on your, like your energy levels and like your creativity style. I prefer to record all of them at once just because that means I don't have to like do my hair and makeup multiple times and like fuss with the lighting and setting up my ring light. So I'll record all four right away. 
Um, I don't necessarily know what I'm going to do for each one yet, but I'll just record them and like have the video on hand for if inspiration strikes. Um, and then of course, like with the hook ideas that we give everyone, that makes it a lot easier to apply it to your niche. And I did do, um, like a training recently for the members where I showed them like how they can use chat GPT to like make those hooks apply to their business. So I'm a big fan of like using tools and resources wherever you can to make your job easier, especially if your job isn't creating content. Like a lot of the people in the membership, they have other jobs. They're accountants, they're doctors, they're nutritionists, dietitians, like all these different careers and they're creating content for their business now. So it's like, that's not their job though. Their job isn't to create content. So we want to make it really streamlined and efficient. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's hard. Like we're... Most people, or at least wedding photographers in general, you know, we're, we're like one people bands, you know what yeah. I mean? Like maybe we have a virtual assistant, maybe we have an associate team, but like creating content, you know, it's hard. And like, it's always nice to have a starting place or a jumping off point to like help you. And that's like the whole point, you know, of this show is like, we want to help you create content that one fits your brand is your personal style, like will attract the right clients for you. And you've, you've got a myriad of ways um, to make that happen using this really powerful tool in, inside Instagram. You know, I think it, it's neglected by a lot of people and I really want people to start using it. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it can be really, really, really helpful. And, you know, I'd love to ask you, like, you've had a couple go viral, right? Like, I mean, like, yeah. really high counts. Can you kind of explain or just share that experience with us? Yeah, you know, I've had a few hit the million mark. I think I've had one that wow. hit 2 million. And then I've had a few like 1 millions. Um, yeah, I mean, every time is a little bit different. It kind of depends what you're going viral for. Um, you know, one of them was like a funny, relatable moment for business owners. That one did really well. It got me a lot of really aligned followers and like really great comments. Like people that are like, oh my goodness, this is me. This is really relatable. Like it was great. Sometimes if I go viral for like teaching people how to use reels, people will be like, I hate Instagram. I hate reels. I don't want to learn this. Like those are the kind of comments I get. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, like I think it's a great, like it's a fun experience. It can really grow your audience. But I like to focus more on like consistent small wins from reels instead of like playing the lottery almost. It feels like and hoping that one's going to go viral. Like it's fun when it happens, um, but you can't focus all your time and attention on trying to get one reel to go viral, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I know there's like a ton of reels about you post a reel and no one sees it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I know for like wedding photographers, like you take all this time, you put it together and like nobody sees it. But I, I like to think of it as like a long haul, right? Like yes. You're, it could it could pick up in a few weeks, which is so interesting oh, about yeah. reels. Like, I, I think I, I've definitely had reels where it's like I post it, nobody sees it. I'm like, well, that sucked. But then like three weeks later, I'm getting all these likes. And I'm like, what is happening here? Like, what? why does that even happen? Yeah, it's crazy. So I've noticed that reels have a much longer shelf life than any other type of content. Like I have reels that are eight weeks old that are still getting likes and comments and views and followers from, which is great. Um, You know, based on how the Reels algorithm works, we know that like Instagram will show your content to people who have viewed your content before, but don't follow you on Reels. So that's kind of a cool opportunity. So someone who's like maybe seen something of yours a few weeks ago, Instagram will like pitch your next Reel to them to see how they respond to it. 
Um, but it is really interesting. Like it just seems like there is a much longer shelf life for reels. Um, and that's kind of the nice thing about them. So if you have a reel that doesn't succeed right away, I would say like, leave it up. Like don't take it down. Cause you don't know if it's going to take off eventually. Oh yeah. I would never remove it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, no it's way. like that, that baby could go viral. You know, it could get pick up steam, not viral. Yeah. It could pick up steam in like a few weeks from now and you've missed that whole thing. Totally. You, yeah. You mentioned TikTok before. And obviously reels is it's like, you know, doppelganger. <laughs> um, should, should people like, if you're on, t- I'm not on TikTok. It just, I, I never get anything done. <laughs> so yeah. like when you're on TikTok and you see a, a trend happening there, would you immediately bring it to reels or would you wait? Would you want to be ahead of the curve or like wait till that audio is like available for you? Yeah. I mean, it really depends on the trend. I've noticed now that there seems to be more discretion between what goes viral on TikTok and what does well on Instagram. Um, it used to be like copy paste from TikTok to reels, like two weeks apart. Um, and now I am seeing like more Instagram native trends, like trends that start on Instagram and like stay on Instagram. Um, so that's one interesting thing I've seen with like the evolution of reels. Um, you know, I would probably wait for someone else to bring the audio over and like for it to do well on Instagram because not everything that trends on TikTok is going to trend on Instagram. So it's not necessarily like a copy paste formula, like hack to get ahead of the trends, unfortunately. I see. Yeah, no, that's good advice. That's good advice. Yeah. Before I let you go, I love to know, you know, for people who are listening today and they're inspired and they're like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit down and make my reel. They're, they've downloaded their app or they're going to do it in Instagram. You know, what would be their wedding photographer, first and foremost, hopefully maybe, or wedding planner? Um, you know, what type of reel would you recommend that they try first? Yeah, I would say head over to your insights and look at your content that is like getting the most comments or saves, because that's a good indication of what people are interested in. Um, and then repurposing that exact same content. Maybe you have it as like a carousel or it's just like a single photo and there's something there that people have resonated with. Repurpose that into a reel. I would go into um, like the template library of Instagram and just pull those photos into a template that Instagram selects for you. They even have like the timing set. So literally all you're doing is importing from your camera roll and you have a reel right away. Um, So I would say that, and then just take that same caption that you wrote from that piece of content and copy and paste it into that caption for the reel and you're good to go. There's no need to like overcomplicate it. And this kind of reminds me of an earlier thing you said about like spending all this time on a reel that doesn't do well. I encourage people to spend less time on your reels so that like if they don't succeed, at least you don't feel like you spent hours and hours on them. But the reason is because you get better the more you do something. So I'd rather have you create 10 not so great reels than spend, you know, hours creating two reels that also don't perform well. Like it's more about getting your reps in in the beginning. So don't spend a lot of time. But yeah, using that template feature on Instagram would be my my first suggestion. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. That's a that's really good advice. And maybe like, do you think everyone should get a light, you know, a ring light right away or maybe like wait a little bit? Um, I think it depends on like your lighting situation at home. I used to live in a townhouse that had really bad lighting. So I needed a ring light for every single reel. And the house I'm in now, we have way better lighting. So I don't necessarily need one. Um, But if you're somewhere that is like really overcast or dark, or you're just not getting good lighting in your office space, then a ring light would be something to invest in. Okay. 
Love it. Good. We'll put some recommendations in the show notes. Laura, this has been so amazing. Thank yeah. you so much for being here. Uh, this is such a great show. Let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you online. Say hello. Uh, f- tell them about the Reels Report, where they can um, you know, join, get on the wait list, and say hello online. Yeah. So I'm at bsquared.social on Instagram. Um, my website is bsquared.social. And we have a free batching lesson if you want to learn more about batch creating your reels. And then we have the wait list for the reels report, um, which is open now, or the wait list is open now. I mean, sorry. Um, and the membership will be opening again in August. So I think we can link that wait list page in the show notes and we can get you on the list. Yeah, definitely. You guys can swipe on up right now. Click on those show notes. Let Lauren uh, know that you listened to today's episode. And uh, thank you so much for being here. This is so much fun. And I hope you come back real soon. Yeah, I'll have to. This is great. I'm sure there's so much more we can dive into. guys i hope you liked today's episode i want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to laura for being our wonderful guest today if you guys are interested in finding out how you can work with laura or get on the wait list for the real support swipe on up on those show notes click on the links and let her know you listened to today's episode thank you again for listening i'm so happy you guys are here and i can't wait to share our next cup of tea together bye you guys